Hello everyone. Welcome to Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry. As the word says, we shall come into his presence with singing and into his courts with praise and overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Welcome, welcome. There's a lot of people that are on vacation this morning, but the Holy Spirit is here. Just want to say welcome, and um, I hand the rest of the service over to Andrade. Awesome. Good to have you guys here one more time. Um, we had a, a we had a prayer session um, prior to coming on, and uh, we just it's like uh, the, there was a heavy presence of God this morning that just ministering to us, and you know. God's going to do something awesome in your life this morning. And just, you know, when you come before the presence of God, just come with a lot of faith and just expectancy. Bring in the issues that are in your lives and then applying the word of God. Right. So we're um, been down here in London now for a little over a year and a half. And, uh, you know, like we um, some of you might not have heard how the Lord sent us down here. And uh, in, in other words, we didn't come down here to uh, to buy a house or, you know, anything like that we just came down here because the lord sent us here to do his work and uh, this is how it started off uh, a few weeks ago online and um we nobody anticipated that this is um how a lot of um, church activities would be going but this is kind of what it is um for this moment so yeah um you know we're just having um a desire for the things of god an uncommon desire for the things of god and uh, we're trying to, you know, the God has put us here pretty much to do the same thing in others, right? To steer them up. We need, we all need to, um, if we're going to receive more from God, then we need to be stirred up. Or faith needs to be stirred up. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for logging in. Uh, yeah, we need to, uh, we need to have an... Uh, We need to have an, an attitude of expectancy every single, not, not just once, but every single time. So, yeah. So, I mean, over the last couple of weeks, we've been, we've been uh, talking about the foundational things having into, um, that are laid out in scripture for the, for the growth, for the process of growing, for the um, process of uh, building a spiritual house. And how essential these foundational things are. And, uh, you know, our desire is to do it the correct way, the way that is uh, laid out in Scripture, so that we can begin to have the results that, um, and, the prom and see the promises manifest in our lives. We, ju we just don't want to um, go to church, right? We just don't want to be a part of the body of Christ. We want to bear fruit for the kingdom. We want to see the promises of God, the personal promises of God in our own lives. And, and also we want to see, hey, Andrew, Charmy. Uh, and we also want to see God use us sorry sorry about that delay yeah, so so you know, on this platform, we're we're really big on um, on results, right? We understand that we understand that anything that happens in this kingdom is going to happen through the Lord Jesus Christ and by by His empowerment. That we're not able to do anything on our own, right? As we are connected, he, he put it this way: "I am the vine, and you are the branches." 
and you can't bear any fruit without being connected to the vine, right? And that's how we're we're on our on our own. We're we're hopeless. And the idea is um is to be plugged into the vine, but we want to be plugged in the proper way. You know, just because you stick your um your plug for your kettle in the wall doesn't mean that it's actually making contact at the back and, and you're getting boiled water. And we find that a lot of people, a lot of uh, a lot of us are not getting the results. I'm not listen. I'm getting a, a certain level of results in God, and I desire better results. Right. So we wanna we on this um this being a brand new ministry. It's actually a great um, place to be. It's actually a great place to be because you can start off the proper way. Sometimes we need a refresh. Even though, even you you could be involved in um in something, but sometimes you need a refresh. Sometimes you need to go back to the foundational things. And sometimes you need to, you know, obviously, like I'm saying, that many people on here have heard great preachers, great revelations, and so forth like that. And they've seen an element of God manifested in their lives. But like myself, there is more that is um, promised in Scripture that is missing from that experience. And we, have, we know that it's available. We read it in Scripture. We see, we see this um, in other people's lives, other preachers' lives. And we desire to come into the fullness of the promises of God. So, you know, being a new, uh, a new ministry just starting... We, it's, we are in the perfect place to just do it, do it once and then do it right and begin to see the power of God. We're not going to short circuit anything. We're going to go to the word of God, see what is written there and apply that in the manner that it's prescribed. Just like, oh, you know, if you have a, a, a sickness and that's where you put your faith in a doctor and, and they prescribe something, and they say, you know, it's a very serious ailment you have and you need to take these um, tablets, three, two tablets, three times per day. This is how you're going to um, get over this illness. Then it's in your best interest to do it according to that prescription and not take it twice when they said to take it three times. And then you go back and wonder, what's, why is it not working? You're not taking the proper dose. And uh, all, all truths being parallel, if scripturally speaking, if well, I've been chanting this, uh, you, guys probably, uh, so, uh, you guys probably heard me say this a hundred times, if it's, if it's not working the proper way, then something is amiss. And we have to go back. To the foundations and see why is it that it's not happening because you know you wouldn't go if you if you apply for a job and they um they promise you a a certain amount of pay you expect you expect that based on the agreement that you um signed that you're gonna get that pay so if you went into your check your first paycheck and it's half like come on we have a problem here right so in our spirit, in our in our walk with God, as you have you as your paycheck been shortchanged? Is your experiences um, equivalent to, to the promises of God? If not, then something needs to be done about it. And I, I believe that's why God put us on this podium. Not myself and Kim only, but there are other people that are um, like uh, we've been praying with um, Sister Marcia with Adriana earlier this morning, and God has called them and uh, partnered them with us. Adriano is um is very skilled in the word. Marcia, as a, I, I feel like right now she has a, a a mantle for for prayer, right? But we are we are about doing things the right way. We are about getting results. We are about bearing fruit. So we want to connect to the word of God in the prescribed way and begin to 
you know, I, I mean, we last week we were taking testimonies and I've been speaking to uh, a lot of people over, during this week and uh, a lot of people, we've only been doing this for a month and, you know, uh, there are a lot of great things that God is doing. People's lives are being changed. And it's kind of like in this area that we're living, there's a, like a, uh, you know, my kids, they play outside a lot and there are a bunch of kids that are outside that are um, playing, but they are from a, like a Hindu religion, right? And they were telling my son the other day, like when he's not around, that they're, they're depressed. Like they, you just feel like they're, they're, it's a darkness. But when he comes, when he get, goes over there, it's like things change. They're actually telling him this. So you know, and the Lord was already putting it on my heart to, you know, as He leads me, because a gentle thing, because their their mom is a is a believer and their dad's like a staunch Hindu. So no, it's very tricky for me to, for me to go over there because I could get into problems for going to preach to these guys' kids, right? But then God is putting it on my heart to do it. So I'm not just going over there on my own and then, you know, end up, um, you know, in an unpleasant situation. But those preachers like harassing me. So I begin to, everywhere I see them, it's okay. When, I, when the mom wants me to talk to them, right? She, she just wanted me to, like, make him to just have an exchange with them. And then the Lord gave us the opportunity. And I actually preached Jesus to them and prayed for them. And then when I was um, pr praying for them and speaking to them, then the Holy Spirit manifested himself on me physically. And usually when the Holy Spirit manifests himself physically on me, that means I can transfer it to others. So I knew that the Lord wanted to give them the, the, the um, he wanted to confirm that what I was speaking was not from me. And then I prayed for them and they both told me that they, um, they, they felt like somebody placed their hand in their hands. So, and then, so we did that. And then, and then another day I went over there and prayed with um, one of their cousins and the guy actually converted right, right in front of me, young guy. It, we told him what he can do. Then I prayed for him and the same thing happened to him. And then, and then he goes, he told my, my, he told my son, I'm no Christian. And, he told, and then he said to me, you know what he said to me? He said, what am I going to tell my, tell my parents? This is him having this conversation. No, I'm Christian. What am I going to tell my parents? And then he goes, oh, I don't have to tell them. And this lady, the, 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 the lady was actually telling me that she wants all of her household to be, you know, she knows the truth. And she wants her household to come into this truth. And we've been praying, and I told um, I told even the kids that no, I'm praying for your dad, and God's gonna God's gonna um, do something in his life too. God's gonna cause it. Right, and and this is the position that we're in. So the fruits that we're talking about are uh, fruits having to do with salvation. This is what on the hearts of God, what is on the heart of God. You know, it's the people that Jesus Christ died for. So when I wake up in the day, unless I'm on that, um, that journey of winning souls, the Bible said he who wins souls is wise. If I, unless I'm on that journey of ministering to people, then, you know, I, you know, there's no reason for God to really be having a lot of conversations with me. If I'm just uh, about material things and about my getting blessings from God, you know, I really and truly, that level of conversation that you're going to have with God is going to be uh, very foundational you know every now and then he'll save your life from a car accident so he said just don't go because you're gonna die today but really and truly you're not really making any sense in his kingdom and you don't really get your prayers answered it's when you're on that road it's when you begin to pursue him that no you know do you know your financial needs that god care about your financial need but you don't care about his kingdom so why should he care about your financial needs in a in a yes he cares but he doesn't have to pay much attention to that you can go you, you know a lot of times we can just rely on our own abilities that are god given anyway but the, the whole idea is to have this. So we've been, we've been going through these foundational things and saying sometimes we have to vet our motivation and go back to basics. And then we have to, we have to turn up to college now in, um, 
you know, with a discipline, with a, with, you know, you can't come to, you can't get involved in this and then you'll be like one week on, one week off, one week on, one week off. You wouldn't, it wouldn't work in a, any other scenario, physically speaking, in the world. You wouldn't have no, any level of success like that. So it's just not going to work here in the spiritual things either. What we need is consistency. And what we need to do is put God first and then everything after. Because you can take care of the other things. It's not like you're being negligent to the other things that you have to do. God can take care of those things. So this is what this is. We're going we're um, going down back to basic to the basics of faith. That we're going to climb through these things like very very quickly. Get certain things settled in our uh, in our faith. What we believe, strengthen our faith. Faith is something that is supposed to be understood. And then move on into perfection, like Paul says. Move on into perfection. Move on to into winning souls. Move on into God. Um, you know the power of God. This being dispensed even, even through your physical body to bring healing and blessings to people's lives. So in doing so, we've been studying uh, Hebrews 6. And by the way, this uh, course that we're actually studying was not produced by me. Just in case you all um, thought it was. It's not produced by me. The Foundations of Christian Faith was uh, created by Harvest International um, Institute, Bible Institute. And they're, ve they're very, um, very sound in their doctrine. So we've been reading from uh, Hebrews 6, uh, from 1 to 3. And it says here, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this you will do if God permit. So we started off by talking uh, about foundation repentance from that dead works last week and this week we want to move into faith towards god and we all understand this in a in a in a, in a general sense we all understand faith towards god in hebrews 11 verses 6 it says here but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to god must believe that he is number one believe that god exists and secondly that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him of them that diligently seek him so here we go with uh, the part-time in other words god said if you do part-time with me you're not going to get the results and then you're going to have a bad testimony it's it's just not a good thing when you after a while you need to uh you need to begin to uh produce results so the second of the foundation of doctrine is faith towards god Faith toward God, God, faith towards God refers to your attitudes, attitude towards God. And some people like don't write that they hate God. Others are afraid. They're afraid of God. But it's saying here that the attitude that we should have is one of faith towards God. And last week we spoke about repentance. Faith and repentance are both necessary for genuine conversion. To turn to God without forsaking sin is not true repentance and we know a lot of that is um in the body of christ and and we you know these things needs to needs to be expounded on so people can get an understanding as to why it is that we're there they're not uh, getting their prayers answered why is it that they're not hearing the voice of god because there are things that are blocking this from happening you have to align yourself with god's word all right all of god's promises are contingent upon obedience so in in acts 20 verses 21 it says testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Both repentance and faith towards God are necessary for salvation. 
And faith means to believe and have assurance of something. So when we talk about faith, we're not talking about, uh, you know, you're doing something, you're guessing. No, it's uh, faith is something in the realm of the spirit. It's, it's a real substance to have, you can have trust in the word of God. Because if you're, one, you believe that God is, and then you believe that he's faithful to his promises, then you can now begin to pursue what, is, what, he, what he has spoken of in his word, expecting to receive it. You have the assurance, the promise of God. And the Bible talks about by, it's impossible for God to lie by two immutable things. God has sworn by himself. It's impossible for him to lie. So when you're aligning yourself with his word, you're 100% certain that you're going to get the result. And, and if ever you're not getting the results, you can actually find out why is it that you're not getting the result. So Hebrews 11 verses 1, it says, The substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. In the, the amplified, amplified Bible, puts it like this: No faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the and the conviction of their reality. Faith is per perceiving as real what is not revealed to the senses, and that's all that God. And this is how God designed it. This is how the just shall live by faith, faith in Jesus Christ. So we really want to, you know, it's like when you come to, to the Lord Jesus Christ, you really want to, you, you want to get out of the element of the fear that is associated with the world and begin to understand what is actually written in scripture and begin to spend time. Like we're saying, I was saying last week, when you go through all your work life, you know, it, it's way up here. The amount of books that you read. And we, are, we here, we only have, the Bible is, um, you know, depending on which version you have, it's like this thick. And yet still, we don't know what is written in there in a general sense. And that's where we got we to gotta, we, we gotta change and we, we got to become spiritual beings. God created us to be spiritual beings, not to be carnal, not to be physical, not to be dominated by the world. And that's a flip. This is a flip that, um, you know, the people that God permit us to have an exchange with, that's what we're going to teach. And they're going to get the results. And we, are, we already seen people get, getting the results. It's like, it's like um, automatic. Very, very automatic. Everything is automated these days. Right? We, we move on. Uh, we look at the microwave, how quickly it works. Look at the stoves. No, no more uh, fire stove, all of those wood um, and, and the different uh, ways that they used to um, you know, cook and so forth. It's that, that is the way that spiritual things are supposed to be automated. You, can, you, have, you have predictable results based on what you're doing. And it's simplified. It's not even a big deal. But or the enemy is constantly attacking our brain. And we're allowing that to happen. So in, in 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 8, it says, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of, the breastplate of faith and for a helmet. The hope of salvation, even our eternal destiny, right, requires faith. We're saying last week, numerically speaking, we have over 5 billion people on the planet that are not saved. And this is, and, and, and maybe it's the simplicity of the gospel that prevents people from actually believing this. In this verse, faith is associated with the region of the heart as a breastplate. Hope is a helmet associated with the head. 
Hope is a mental attitude of expectancy about the future. Faith is a condition of the heart. It's something that you're, you're received and you're convinced about knowing. In, you know, we have seen God, personally speaking, we have seen God do, done a lot of things in our life. But I'm so sure about the thing that he has spoken also in our lives that have not happened as yet. I'm 100% convinced about these things, that they will come to pass. And the only, what I do, I'm worried about, is what I'm doing daily. What I'm doing minutely. What I'm doing hourly. Right? That I'm positioning myself for those things to actually come to pass. That I'm preparing myself, that I'm staying spiritually alive, which is which is why we're talking about prayer, having a life, a prayer life, setting up a, a certain space in your house where you go and, and um and it's like an altar. You go and kneel down before the Lord, and you set time frames daily. Uh, where you, this is my time of prayer, time to read the Scripture, especially in these in this busy world, all of the um. You know, noise that is actually happening out there. We have to begin to do that. If we're truly going to learn what is written in Scripture, if we're truly going to commune with God, it's not about Scripture only, but it's also about quiet time with the Lord. Learning the, learning the, um, the presence of God and, and, and communing by the Spirit. And, and it, when you begin to do this, you know, you'll, you'll begin to hear God's voice. When you set a time, those regular time frames, and just turn the TV off, and get rid of the distractions. God's voice will begin to gradually get louder and louder and louder. And that's what we. This is what this is what we're um, em, em, being empowered to do. And this is what we're saying. I'm not about, um, you know, th this whole idea with myself and Kim. We have no desire to, like I was saying, we have no desire to to see our face um, all over the place. Right? That's not why we're, we're doing this. We, are, we have no desire. The only, the one thing that, that, that caused me to do, if, if, if there was one person on here this morning, I would have come. One. That's all I need. One. Most of, most of you know, they, like I was telling uh, some of you guys on here, I read this story about um, Billy Graham. They said he's got machine gun. He, he passed on uh, maybe a couple of years now. He, they said that he's got, and I was always telling people that if he's got machine gun, then I'm got one pop. Because yeah. most of the time I'm preaching to, um, to one person at a time on the street but you know every time one person repent there's a celebration in heaven that that soul actually counts mm -hmm. so whether you're um a famous preacher or just one individual who work um you know some type of a, a job or operate some type of a business mm -hmm. you you still have relevance in this kingdom you maybe you're not billy graham but you can be the one that actually bring billy graham into the kingdom Right, so we we wanna we wanna um, single out individuals, not just look at um, numbers, and begin to build these individuals. Let them allow you know as the Lord um, build us. Other people are empowered to what the Lord is saying through us, so they can come into the fullness of what God wants uh, wants them to do, and you can be, begin to see the results that you want in your family being transformed and coming. Many of us, has, um, we have family members, brothers and sisters and cousins that we've been saying, we've been praying for them for years and wondering how come is it not working? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody's going to come to the Lord, but my God, you know, when I came into the faith, you know, I was beginning to go outside and just kind of like talk to people about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then I would talk to them and then obviously I don't see them again. That's it. 
did they actually receive the word? I'm not sure what happened. So at one point, I begin to um, I begin to say to the Lord, okay, when when is it that somebody's gonna come into the kingdom through my ministry, and I'm gonna know that this thing happened? I begin to pray like that, and then one morning, the Lord woke me up, and with the minute I woke up, I the Lord brought one of my friends that I knew for many years ago and told me to go to his home, and I go, I went to his house and he got converted like just like that, boom. The whole family got converted. Him, uh, three kids, and the wife, and everybody just literally got converted. God literally crashed their house. And I'll go, yeah, this is, this is, this is, uh, I expect some of this to happen. It's not going to happen like that every time. And this is how this thing is supposed to be. How many, how many are we going to pray for people and they get healed? Absolutely. We begin to pray for people in the malls and people got healed and so forth like that. But then, this thing was not designed for any one person or this is for the whole body of Christ. So you can begin to put this, you can begin to, I was listening to Benny him giving a teaching earlier this week about when you're praying for loved ones, you need to fast um, for three days without water or food. That is the fast that will uh, bring your loved ones to Christ. Isn't that, a, isn't that cool? That you can do that. It's, it's similar to what happened to, to um, Saul in the book of Acts. So anybody who has, who has loved ones that they're, um, you know, wanting to see saved. Hey, that's that's one one key that is given to us in scripture that we can apply. And then God in a supernatural way will not encounter that person. So we need to, we need, uh, yes, fasting is, is um, tough. But. For, for us to begin to see success, we have to do it. So not no no, we're talking about types of faith, right? So we have to differentiate. We're 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 in particular we're talking about faith towards God. And there is natural faith. Natural faith is a trust in um, just for example the chair that we're sitting on. We know we know it's supported by uh, different things that we can see. So we can we can um, trust that. Then there is defensive faith. The Bible talks about in um, Ephesians 6.16, it says, For above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Taking the shield of faith. So basically, when your faith is strong and the enemy is attacking you, whether it be uh, physically or in, in any other area of your life, if you have faith in God, then that faith, no, can allow you to fight back against those forces. You can begin to um, speak back to those forcing, forces about who you are in Christ. You can begin to understand that you have authority, that, you have, uh, that God has given you uh, um, a position in his kingdom of uh, being above those attacks. That, but you're going to do that with understanding. It's not going to happen just because you say the words. You have to understand why you're saying those words. And we have saving faith. It says in uh, Romans 5, verses 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith towards God combined with true repentance is what causes us to have saving faith. Faith is a fact. It is a gift of God to men to, to enable them to be saved. Ephesians 2, verses 8, it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift, the gift of God. But faith is also an act. So I had the faith that people, that these young men that we were talking about outside could be saved. 
But if I did not go there and speak to them, if I did not say hello and begin to be bold about the things of God, then it would not have happened. There, have to, there, there has to be activity behind it. Each person must act upon the faith given him by God. Faith, faith towards God is your response, your action by faith towards him. We can also have misplaced faith. And we're seeing a lot of misplaced faith these days, which is, a, which is problematic, especially look at what's happening with the, with the COVID. And this is a clear, people are waiting for a virus. People are actually waiting for a virus and hoping for a virus. And they are hoping that this is going to be their saving grace. Why would, why would we do this? Faith in natural weapons. It says in Psalms 44, verses 6, For I will not trust in your bow, neither shall my sword save me. In other words, the Bible is saying in Psalms that we should trust God and not, you know, for example, people talk about which country they live in or whether they have a, a nuclear arsenal and they, their safety is um, based on the weaponry that they have. But it says here in Psalms 44, verses 6, For I will not trust in my bow, Neither shall my sword save me. Faith in self, which is one of the things that defeats us, right? In our own abilities, even though they are God-given. But the same gifts and talents and abilities that God has given us, become the very, they become the very things that separate us from God, which is sad. Proverbs 28, 26, it says, He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Hmm. I like to tell people, I, I don't like calling people fools. I just find the people that God um, called fools and, and, and then I know that they're fools. He says, he that trusted in his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Walking wisely is putting your faith and trust in God through Jesus Christ. That is wisdom. That is true wisdom. Anything, uh, anything, uh, anything else is sinking sand. Or we trust idols. Isaiah 42, 17 says, they shall be turned back. They shall be greatly ashamed that trust in graven images images that say to the molten images ye are our gods people worshiping idols not it's not like they're worshiping instruments only but they are demonic elements that are attached to those objects that they're worshiping and they're getting certain uh, levels of result in exchange for a lot of times their soul we are the key to, to um you know to these people coming out of that bondage False prophets. It said, Jeremiah 7, uh, it says, Trust ye not in lying words. Behold, ye trust in lying words that cannot profit. Wealth. Psalms 52, verse 7, it says, Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength, but, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. Again, these are distractors. These things are distraction from um, from God. How is it now that you know Bill Gates obviously is come, trying to come up with um, some uh, cure? But how is it that his riches cannot save him now? Are we trusting friends or relation? The relationships that we have are sometimes the biggest hindrance to having a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to inspect and we want to vet these things. And we want to remove them out of the way. This is central to what we were speaking about earlier. Into you coming into the fullness of the promises of God. It's central. 
that we begin to, um, you know, put our faith and our trust in God first. When, you know, as a spirit being, I always um, think about it like this, as a spirit being, what happens when someone in your family is sick or yourself? What is the first thought that comes? Is it the, the convenience of having the, the doctor's office or hospital down the road? If that's the first thought that came into your mind, then you have a problem as a person who is in Christ. I, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I was telling Kim said this was a little bit too harsh and not to say, probably say it anyways. <laughs> but I was saying, you know what? Let, let me bury the kids. This is this is why I said, baby, God will raise the back from there. But I said, the, first, the, the only time I take my kids is when they can't take the pain no more. I'm like, God is not going to allow them to die. Leave them alone. I already said the prayer over them. Listen, if God, if the Holy Spirit says, get them to the doctor now, let me tell you something. It wouldn't, I'll be there very quick. But I just don't assume that's what, where God is leading. So I'm not really, I'm not really worried about that. And that's, and that's why, because you know why I have this, um, this position or this belief? Not because of me, because I don't believe I'm in, um, anyone by myself. But the promises of God is what give me this conviction that God is looking into this scenario. No, that God sees that myself or my kids or someone or my wife, something is happening here. And because I have that um, conviction and that belief based on the, what I've read, I've seen this in the scripture. Do you know, if we went back many years ago, right? Yes, we know different plagues came at different time, different uh, time frames and wiped out many communities and so forth like that. And a lot of time, if you went and checked it, but they, they were, they were, Parts of the body of Christ that relied on God for supernatural healing. No hospital, no. Whether an hospital was available or not, that's not your go-to move as a Christian. Your first assumption is, okay, Lord, what is happening? We need to pray about these things. We need to have the relevant faith to know that God can deliver us. But if your if your money, right, or your friends, or the uh, convenience of, of having the hospital is the first thing that comes to your mind, then let me tell you something. You head on down the road and head down there fast because it means that you don't have no faith to believe God to deliver you. And therefore, unless in his mercy he does it, you're gonna, you, you know, it's not going to happen. And that's what we, uh, the mercy of God bail us out a lot of the time. But God has actually created it that, that we would function as a spiritual being and not just cry to him each and every time. Cry, begging God to do something. Why would I be begging God to do something that he already promised to me? You don't, you don't do that to your own children. We don't do that to our own children. Why would God do that to us? Right? So it's understanding who we are in Christ. And then building, uh, building your faith up to that level. So you can begin to trust God for every year of your life. And the first thing, that will, the first thing you will think about is God is going to provide a solution. And at that time, when you have... A double-minded man is unstable in all of, his, all of his ways. When you have um, those things rectified in your being, and your spirit man is ruling the carnal man, ruling the fallen man, and that's why we. This is why we're so, um, you know, we, this is why we're 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 so bold in, in in regards to declaring the things of God, strong in declaring in in um, articulating the word of God. Because if, if God don't come through for, for, for me, I'm, I'm okay with dying. You know, you know it's, it's okay. If he doesn't come through, then why would I want to be alive? It's this degree of, of, of faith that will, come out, that will cause the power of God to begin to, 
angels will come to your, um, to your aid if you're in danger. Paul said, I know a man about 15 years ago. Whether out of the body or inside of the body, I don't know. But that man was taken up to the third heaven. Many of the revelations and things that, uh, that Paul was having, he was interacting in the spirit. It's like he, was, he had this ability. He, had this, uh, he could come out of his body and begin to have heavenly visitations. That's the, the level that he attained through growth. Most people these days, they hear these type of things and they get spooked out. Oh, they, they know that they, they become fearful. Are you kidding me? They begin to talk about the devil. I don't really, you know, most of the time when um, I, was, I was talking to Tasia, I hope she don't mind me sharing this earlier this week, and she was telling me how the enemy was attacking her. I said, listen, you know, you know Tasia, she was telling me, and I, I said, Tasia, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not give the devil no credit here. Let, let me tell you, he, he's already, there's a picture of him in, um, in the book of Revelation. It talks about how he's going to be laid out. And we're going to look at him and say, is he the one that should cause the nations to shake? I said, listen, don't wait until you get there to see him in that, in that way. See him there now, defeated and laid out. It's about you. You take command of your mind. You take command of what's happening in your life. And don't, and, and don't give the, um, the enemy. You see, this is what all the enemy gets his job done. By sensationalizing things. And let us be now focused on him and what he can do. I'm like that. Listen, that that is not the scenario with me. That is, the, am I saying to um, negate um, spiritual warfare and so forth like that? No. But I'm understanding when the when the when the um, spirit of God prompts you to begin to warfare, to begin to decree, to declare, fast, and come against all of the schemes of the enemy. We have to do that. We have to appropriate the things of God. I'm I'm, I'm I understand this. But then when anything is happening in my in, in my life, any attack. I, my, my whole thing is just calm. I'm like, I don't see the devil outside of my house with a shotgun. So I ain't running around. And it's, it's as simple as that to me. I, when is he going to get me excited? Like never. And I'm telling him that too. Because why? Because I know that God has already spoken about these things. You know, we, when, what happened in our finances? What happened in sicknesses? It, these are, this is when we're being defeated, you know. And we're going back. We're shifting from God in those moments and running back to what we're used to. Instead of continuing with God. So we wanna we wanna deal with these issues that are that are responsible for not for the growth that we want in our spirit man. You know, hindering that. We wanna deal with these issues so we can go on to perfection. We can go on to the supernatural being manifested through us. And seeing the things of Jesus that the Lord talked about. I mean, when you read scripture, you saw, you saw the fluency in which Jesus, and the Bible is saying that it, the Bible actually doesn't record all of what Jesus did. There are many things that are missing. But if, he was, if his ministry was so short that it was actually three years, and yet still the Bible is either three or three and a half, I could be wrong. If, if, if so much was recorded in such a short period of time, it seems to me like this, he was um, at this thing daily. Getting those kind of results. Thousands and thousands and thousands. Remember, the, the disciples at that time were not exactly Peter that was healing people with, with his shadow. That came after. He had to be carrying them on his shoulders. I feed him them by a, a nipple bottle at times. He was, you know. They were they were not filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's like, what what are we what are we doing? When I begin to when you begin to think about these things, don't you I, I hope it haunts you. 
you know i hope right even now because i hope this is like stirring up i hope it's like haunting you that you, you begin to go before the lord and say oh oh lord but you, i thought you said that we were supposed to bear fruit that people are supposed lives people are supposed to come through to salvation through me it's not happening how do i change this how do i change this? like no like no 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 I, we want the results eh? begin to cry out like that before god begin to begin to don't don't challenge god um too much eh? don't get him upset like me, like what you know, you can get God upset. I actually, um, went into my closet. I told God that He's biased, literally, I, and I live to talk about it because I'm still here, right? It just His mercy. But back, back, back then, I was hungry for God, and I was like, "How is it that that I'm reading all of these people that you're moving through, and I'm seeing them on TV, and I, and I can't even hear your voice?" I really got um went to God like that, but in, in my ignorance, I did it right. But no, I'm not going to talk to God like that anymore, eh? Because he gave me one chance. Next time, it's a thunderbolt <laughs> coming from heaven, and I can't deal with that, eh? So I, I want to be on his, um, on his good page. So you can't please God without faith, right? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And now, levels of faith. In uh, Ephesians Two verses that it says each it says for by grace are you saved through faith but in uh, romans 12 verses 3 it says according as god had dealt to every man the measure of faith so every man has a measure of faith but now you can increase that faith that's what we're doing now we're increasing that faith so you can understand that it's not your job that actually feeds you I understood this way before I was in the, um, I, I, I had these, truly had these um, revealed to my heart by the Spirit of God. Because I was quitting my job left, right, and center, and I'm not going to church, I'm not really serving God, but I told people, like, listen, I don't care because God is going to take care of me anyways. If I had that boldness when I was a fool, then how much, how much boldness am I going to have now that my eyes are open? I was actually saying this, I would tell my wife, you know, I don't like this job, I can't work for these people, that are, and I would quit. And say, who is, who is causing me to have money, to uh, us to have money? Is it them or, or is it God? I had so much faith in God. But yet said I couldn't tell unless I've been to church. Didn't matter. God was still merciful unto me. I tell people, listen, you know what? That's why, you know, I, I, it's not necessarily every time you lead someone to Jesus Christ that you're going to get them to go down on their knees and say, I repent. They don't even understand what they were doing. Because when I received Jesus Christ, I, I, I think I was maybe... Uh, 10 years old in all age school. If it were, are we going? Yeah, somewhere there. Because that's the time we usually line up in Jamaica for an hour and, and pray before we go into class. And that's when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. But even, even though, you know, I realize now that even after that, I was not attending church. I was not serving God the way I should have been. But I realized that those, that profession that I made that time, it was relevant. Because God heard it. And I actually fell out of a tree once, and, and I don't know. I, instead of hitting, going down, I hurt myself. I felt something, um, something grabbed me here and put me back up, and I, and, I, and I held on to a limb. I was actually walking once, and I saw when I was going to school, and there were two guys with knives that held up the guy in front of me with ratchet knives and took his money and all that type of stuff. And he was like, you know, trying to get the, the things out and uh, give it to them before they would, like, um, hurt him. And I was right behind the guy, and, and I was thinking, what should I do? Should I walk, keep walking, or should I turn back? 
and I just kept walking. And you know those guys robbed that guy, and then what, they walked by me, one on the other side, and they didn't even look at me. It's like I was not there. And I was like, oh my God, how did that happen? Because, I had, because God was with me, because I had professed Jesus Christ long ago. So your faith, it begins at some point. It's not by works. It's not by, you, you're, you're necessarily, yes, should you get baptized? Yes, should you repent? A lot of times, it's later on that those things actually happen. That's why the Bible said, it's by grace that no man can take the boast for it. So it says here in Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So somebody's being shifted right now on this podium. They will never, so long as they live, go back and trust in a man. They will never put their faith in their family. No, your identity is in Jesus Christ. That's it, period. Doesn't matter who walks out of your life or who walks in your life. Number one is God. Do you know when people begin to see you like in that, in that um, who you are in Christ, that's when they will begin to have respect for you. If, if, if the world realizes that you're dependent on them, they're, they're not going to give you any respect. You've got you to gotta put the ring on in your heart of Jesus Christ. And that's when you, this is when you have that deal. When that seal is on you in heaven, then you can, um, uh, you, you can have the respect of man down here. Then you can have influence down here. In uh, Matthew 17, 20, it says, And Jesus said unto them, For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of, as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Mustard seed faith. So when we have a when you have a pastor that's been preaching to you for ten years, right? That's not the way it should be. Everybody in the body of Christ is supposed to be activated because I I feel like you have to have mustard seed faith to come into the kingdom to receive Jesus Christ. But then you can begin to command such results by speaking to a mountain equivalent to a mountain moving into the sea. Now we know why the, the whole body of Christ is supposed to be activated. We are supposed to be in action. And this is, this is how a nation is changed. It's not going to change when you have a pastor ministering to, um, you know, week after week in front of 500 people. Unless he, those people are being prepared properly to go out into ministry, to go out into their communities, to go, go back into their home. And get the results and see their, their uh, situation being changed and transformed. And we, we, we talk about faith and works. Show me your faith, I'll show you my works. So it's a twofold thing. You're praying to God for a job, for example. It, you know, the, the, some, so, some companies not just going to knock on your door and say, oh, you know, we heard that you're looking for a job. Can you? No, you got you to gotta activate that faith. You got you to gotta do something. Faith is the gift of God to believe. This does not mean that what you do are not, is not important. Faith comes first as a gift of God. Works, what you do, are the test of whether or not your faith is real. And James put it like this. In James 2, verses 14 to 18, it says, What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he had faith and have not works? 
can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto him, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled. Notwithstanding, ye give him not those things which are needful to the body. What does it profit? Even so, if it had not works, faith is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. In other words, when we begin to hear the word of God, now we have to be activated. You want to see people uh, saved? You want to see people healed? Well, when you go outside, have the boldness. Say, Holy Spirit, I am here as a vessel. Uh, speak through me. Bring someone one that I can pray for. Bring someone that I can testify of Jesus Christ. And this is and this is how we begin to see those results. So we are we are being empowered by the word of God to take action. Who is it that is out there that God's gonna cause somebody on this um, podium to go speak to this week, and that person is gonna come to Jesus Christ? You see the you see the oh amazing what a, what an opportunity we have this morning. What an opportunity we have to to come together as a body of Christ. I mean, yes, I, like, I, I, like I said, we love the explosive uh, revelations. But somebody has to go on the street and, do, and talk to the, the person in the supermarket. Somebody has to stretch their hand out. Uh, maybe not these days. Don't stretch your hand out to anyone uh, right now because they're not going to shake it. You're going to feel bad. So just say hello under your mask. <laughs> I was in the supermarket the other day, and, um, and uh, I was telling a guy, I was like, man, okay, wait, isn't this tough? I said, I can't even, you know what I said to him? I said, I can't even preach the gospel under this mask. That, that was me preaching to him, right? The Holy Spirit gave me that technique. <laughs> and then he, sat, he, he, he stood there for a couple of minutes and we spoke. This is, this is, this is what we need to do. Canada needs um, a revival, more than a revival. You know, not a revival, in the, a revival in the hearts of people. Not a revival where, you know, we, people are in a building only being touched by the Spirit of God. We're talking about a revival that is in the hearts of people to begin to do, do the works of God. <clears throat> I love how God had um, commanded Mark Sorrell and said, Son, build me an army. I think that's how the body of Christ needs to be activated. That's how we're going to really begin to see the results. So we're going to spend our time just focused on, you know, especially the people that are out there, the young ones. In Romans 4, 23 to 25, it says... <clears throat> Actually, uh, uh, let's talk about Abraham really quick and then we'll wrap it up. It said, Christians are those who walk in the steps of faithful Abraham. Romans 4 verses 12. In, in James 2, 23, it says, And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. In the book of Galatians, they talk about Abraham even hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like the gospel was preached to Abraham. Bible said that Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him for righteousness. Not by the law, <clears throat> but by faith. That's how powerful faith is. Romans 4.23 says, No, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offense and was raised again for our justification. I was, um, there was a book that I picked up this morning by Ana Mendes that I have in my house here. And it's uh, talking about, where did I put it? 
about the blood. Eat of my flesh and um, and drink of my blood. And in um, in this book here, she's talking about the communion and the power that is actually in the communion that was actually robbed when the Roman Catholic Church many uh, hundreds of years ago began to turn this into some type of a religious um, thing instead of truly understanding what it represents. And even now, that's what we, this is what we should be doing, which, which is one of the strategies that God has given us, even with this coronavirus, even with our kids going back to school and beginning to read that book again. Because we're going to do, I, I told my wife, every morning we're going to do communion before the kids go to school. So some people are going to, um, that's my faith. That's what this is. I'm going to trust God because we're sending, sending them back to school. Some people will say we're crazy, but we're, listen, it's, it's in the word of God. So we're going to come together just before they um, leave the house. And then we're going to do the communion, understanding that there is a level of protection that we receive through being obedient to what the Lord has commanded us to do. Mm-hmm. Instead of, um, yeah, wear your mask, but then go out in confidence. Take your communion and go out in confidence. Decree the word I got over you, and then go outside and beat your chest. <laughs> Not too hard, you know? Be, 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 be strong in your faith, right? Understand that Jesus Christ didn't, he, he did not oversleep this morning and forgot that you had to go out and go to the, the, the supermarket. So why this fear? This is the confidence that we are supposed to have in God. You cannot, it is God's will that you live out all of your days. Okay? And you know, read that scripture, and then you, uh, you say, yes, I believe that. Then who is it that God is going to know cause you to, cause you to die before your time? So, so we, you know, we need to be certain of these things. Certain, sure. Paul said that the record of Abraham's faith, which resulted in justification, was not kept just for him, but was for us. <clears throat> the reason Abraham was an example of him are as follows. One, he heard the word. Abraham, Abraham listened to the promises of God. He believed the word. He, he not only heard, but he believed. Romans 4, verses 13. It says, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And being fully persuaded that what he, what he was promised, he was able also to perform. That's all. This is, this is, uh, this is all Abraham and uh, Moses and um, those guys that are in, in scripture. That's how they, it's not, they, they didn't have any, uh, I, I, the Bible don't even record them going through sicknesses and all these type of things. So that's where we want to, this is where I want to wrap it up. It's, uh, we're not going to make it too long. It, these things are very simple to, uh, to understand. They're clearly stated in scripture <clears throat> and we don't want to. We want to begin to meditate on the words of God and let them have impact to, to transition how we think by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you do this consistently, can you imagine? Truly begin to, we already were, are hearing all of the changes that are happening in uh, people's lives. 
we just started this like over a month. Yes, God did many things to, to taught you in many different um, churches and and uh, before we we got together. But God is actually building on on what you 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 know and taking you your spirit man to another level. <clears throat> you want to get out of the um, the level where you're just praying for material material things. Like it's how long are we gonna cry out to to God for um you know for houses and cars and all that? That's like it's just ridiculous. It's an insult to God. With all of the uh, many people that are on the earth, they, they, we, we still have not exhausted the, res, um, the resources that God has put on the earth. So it was never designed by God that we would be so concerned about these things. We need to switch, switch that, and begin to trust God for everything. So we went through repentance and commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to allow Kim to share something. Um, as Anjadi was sharing that word, which was very powerful, faith towards God, what was coming to my mind was the question, why? Like, why do we need to have faith towards God? Why do we have to repent from uh, dead works? And then he even went into talking about the Anna Mendes, the book here, Eat of My Flesh, Drink of My Blood. Why do we need to take communion? Like, all these questions were, were coming up in my mind. And the Lord is saying, even the fundamental uh, principles of Christianity, why do we need to go back to those things? Because that's when understanding comes. And what understanding does, it empowers and it enables you to do. Like sometimes you'll wonder, okay, I'm up one day, down the other day. What would enable me to have stay in power? And that comes from understanding, understanding who you are, understanding what this book has to say, understanding that the devil is already defeated and we just need to walk it out, trusting and having faith in God. And then he brought me back to um, Proverbs 8, verse 14, where it talks about understanding. It says, counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. So that's where the strength comes, where understanding um, is. He says um, that's where the strength is, the enablement, the empowerment. And then I'll move on to, this is Proverbs 8 that I'm reading from, and then now verse 28. It says, when he established the clouds above, and when he strengthened the foundation of the deep, when he gave to the sea the decree that the water should not pass this command, this command, when he appointed the foundation of the earth, understanding was there. And then we move on to 34, where it says, Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gate, waiting at the post of my doors. And again, this is understanding. For whosoever findeth me, findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. So again, this is understanding. When we understand what we do, why we do it, and understanding is there, then the staying power is there, the enablement is there. So just understand why we do what we do. So that's what I have to share this morning from what you had to say. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah, that's um, what we wanted to share this morning. Uh, not sure if anyone wants to want to comment. We're going to open it up. So if you want to comment, just let us know and we'll uh, allow you to uh, speak. I'm pretty sure there's somebody who I want to share. How about Stephanie? We haven't heard from her in a while. You know. Mighty woman of God. 
hiding from us, uh, uh, you know, a little bit. Eh? Okay. I want to let the tiger out. Okay. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, you call on me the right time. You know, when you were speaking this morning about an incident with, where the guy got robbed, and it brought me back to when I was 16 years old. And I had given my life to God a few months prior. And I was in New York City. And just going back home, I got shot. And when the paramedics came, it was just wrong place, wrong time. And the paramedics came and he said, when I came, I came to put a toe tag on you. Because the angle the, where the bullet came, it should have hit me in my head. But something allowed me to lift my hand up in that instant, and I got hit in my arm. So that just showed me that we worry so much about things that are not in our control because God has already fixed it. Me not knowing that day that I was going to get shot. You know, I just went about my day. But God already knew what was ahead. And the spirit allowed me to lift my hand and stop what the devil meant to destroy me. Because as you said, God will not allow my life to end before I fulfill the promises that he has placed on my life. And I've decided to send my kids to school on the same premises that my kids are covered under the blood. Amen. That when Jesus Christ died, he didn't die to leave us with fear. So I decided that I'm going to instill in my kids that we walk in faith. Okay? While the world is in chaos around us, that we have to trust that we serve an ever-loving and powerful God. And we can't be wishy-washy in our faith that we allow the world to tell us that COVID is more powerful than the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary's cross. And I try to tell my family that, you know, the devil is going to come at you so many ways and he's going to try. And the devil is not going to try to fight against something that doesn't have promise. It's a waste of time. The devil doesn't come to fight if God didn't plant something in you that the devil doesn't want to see flourish. And I just feel like in this time that we are seeing the world in chaos, we as Christians need to get more vocal more powerful and not let the world silence us because you know they think that we're not job when we're sold out for christ yeah but from the inside looking out they're crazy because i'm a scientist okay i have a phd in chemistry i'm a scientist and i've always gotten the question how can you be a scientist and trust god and i always come back and say how can i be a scientist and not trust god with all that I see, because God has created everything for us, the beauty that we see in science, but we have to serve God to understand the fulfillment of everything that God has for us. Science is not the way to solve the corona issue. It's using God's knowledge through science to solve the corona issue. And I think as the, the world, we've just gotten so blind, blindsided by what is important to us, it's not the material things, you know? Sometimes it's not even 
but we got we get caught up in our family and our children that we forget that the fundamental thing is our love for Christ, following Christ. Amen to that. And that's what I wanted to share this yeah. morning. Great, yeah, thank you so much. That is so that is so true, Stephanie. That's so important. I didn't you, you didn't tell us about that before when we mm -hmm. spoke. Mm -hmm. So you're hiding certain things. So okay, we got to dig a little deeper there. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate That's very encouraging. We appreciate it. Anyone else want to share? Anyone? Okay, we'll um, open up uh, for prayer. Anyone has um, anything they want to uh, be, you know, pray for? Anyone wants healing? Anyone's looking for a job, especially this season or whatever it is, take your faith right now that we just spoke about. God is going to put um, power to your faith to cause a miracle to happen in your life. So we just open it up. You can type it there if you want. And uh, we'll get someone to pray. Don't be shy. This is, this, this is um, not our podium. This is the Spirit of God. This is Jesus Christ. He's the one who, um, who called us and put us uh, you know, in this position, and we're taking care of his business. This is like, so just be, obviously, if it's a private matter, we can always pray for, for you separate. But, you know, it's very powerful when the body of Christ come together okay. and, and pray. So we need, we, we, God will, um, we're two or three are gathered in my name. We got a lot more than two or three here. So be bold. No one's, anyone's for prayer? Or else we'll just uh, say a general prayer for uh, everyone. Okay, I got no, no prayer request this week. Okay, who are we going uh, to, I'm going to give it to um, Adriano. Let me unmute Adriano so I can hear him. I'm here. Hey, Adriano. Uh, I did not get any prayer requests this week. Uh, would you like to say a parting prayer and a blessing over... The people that are here yes thank you awesome father god holy god we thank you it's not just a simple thanks but we really we truly mean thank you for so many things that you are doing in our lives for the gifts of life Thank you for the seed that you have planted in our heart to the word that has been shared with us. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for choosing each one of us because it's not just a simple coincidence, but you have arranged so that we can all be together. Thank you for the testimony of my sister. That has been very encouraging and very exhorting. Father God, you use each one of us to remind us or even to encourage each one of us. Thank you, Father God. I lift every single person here, even the ones that did not come. Father God, I lift them up all. Yes, Lord. And I'm asking, Father God, for that special favor, for that special grace. Father God, extend your hand Cover each one. Cover the family, the children, the ones that are going back to school, Father God. Be that wall of protection, that wall of fire around 
each one of you. Yes. Each one of you lies, Father God. So the enemy will not be able to get closer to us. Oh, yes, Father. Be that. Oh, yes, Father God. Be that wall of fire around our lives, Father God. Protect our children. Let your Holy Spirit lead us in truth. Let your Holy Spirit lead it in everything that we are. We will be doing from now on until next. We thank you. I thank you for that special favor that I ask for everyone. Yes. Thank you for that special grace, Father God. Oh, you are holy, Father God. You are mighty. We want to see your hands. We want to hear testimony. We want to hear testimony. We want to see your hands, Father God. We thank you and we believe that, yes, there will be testimonies. Yes. And we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> thank you, Adriana. Awesome. So we're doing good time. Mm -hmm. No one for prayer requests. We just want to open that out one more time. Okay, awesome. So thank you guys. We uh, thank you guys for being a part of this again. And also, you, if you want to invite um, anyone on, uh, you you can uh, just let us know. And we'll add them to um, the, the list. We're I mean we're not sure how, how long this will um, last in the, in this format, but even eventually the Lord will um, trigger us when it's time to go and, and get that location. So we'll start ministering from that location. But we're always going to have an online presence. So um, people, even though some people will be moving to London, some of you are moving to London, but y'all don't know that you're moving to London as yet. Okay. I, I, I just give it to, I guess, give you all time. So God, no will. comment. Oh, well, we know you're coming, Adrian. <laughs> if you're, uh, if you don't come, it's because you're being Jonah. So that, that part of it, I can't believe. No comments. There are no comment. There are other people that are here that God has actually showed me already. That I know things about people. You know, this is one other thing. I don't know your business. No. Just mm -hmm. what God is showing me in regards to what he's calling us to partner and do. Mm -hmm. So so some of these um, things the Lord show in advance. Mm -hmm. And we just privileged to understand this because we have to um, relate to people. All right. So, but it's all part of God's plan. So it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to. So go out this week and win souls. I ask the prayer and I ask the Lord. Say, Lord, give me one person, one soul to lead to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And God will do it. One person to pray so that you so you can heal them so that they can come into saving grace and the lord will do it and be consistent about it right when you're when when you begin to take care of god's business then god will begin to take care of your business yeah. you'll begin to know about the destiny and the future and the promises and, and so forth so go forth um be empowered to go and um you know open your oh, and speak to people just don't shake hands and make sure you have on your mask if you're outside because why? Not because you're afraid of coronavirus, no, but you're going to scare them off, right? So we, we don't want to scare them off. We want to win them for the kingdom. And it, and it takes wisdom to do that. Amen. So the Lord Jesus Christ just bless you. Have a prosperous uh, journey this week in Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for logging Hello. on. Bye, everyone. Definitely Bye-bye. Hi, Margarita. Hi, Margarita. Oh, she went. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. So
somebody's always left back one into our conversation. So, so we'll leave, we'll wait for that last one, just in case. Hi, Deborah. Hi. I don't know how. Could you hear me? Yeah, I can uh, hear you. Okay. I I don't know how to log off. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, take it back. <laughs> so, no, we, we, we're. Um, that's fine. Uh, I'll bring it into the. Um, I'm outside, so I'll bring it in the house, and I'll ask Tayshawn to help me. But thank you so much. That was so sweet. Um, it was so blessed to have you in my home and also to, for you to invite me into your home. So I wrote some, uh, some like uh, the scriptures down in Hebrews and in Romans. And uh, your wife, she spoke about understanding. Yeah. And I was so fond of uh, the message that I got from that. And uh, just to um, attain the wisdom and knowledge and I want to read more about it and research more on understanding. That's how I am. Once you bring up something to me, I like to go further on it. Yeah. So it doesn't end here. So thank you so much for the blessings of the day. I never felt so good. <laughs> so this is uh, a part of my life. I want to be involved in church all the time. Praise the Lord. You're welcome anytime. Awesome. We're yes. just excited for you too. God's going to do a lot. Thank you so much. Uh, Nash is at work, and I wish she was here to uh, share the gospel. And I thank you for the music this morning. It was wonderful. And I, I always want to be a part of the gospel with you and your wife. Well, praise the Lord. We appreciate you so much. It's yes. good to hear um, your voice and uh, what you're saying to us. Praise yeah. the Lord. Thank you so much. I'm going to bring it to Tay now so he can help me log off because <laughs> so, i'm so sorry i was touching all these buttons but at least i'm learning right amen 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 yes okay thank you so much okay bless you until next time okay thank you bye 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 hi nice see me guys bye bye <laughs> I need a, another computer. That's why I wasn't on my own. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. How are you, uh, Tanguina? Good, good, thanks. Dana's changing bum. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> did you say no comments after Adrian uh, had said no comment? <laughs> I did. What is that supposed to mean? Tayshawn? No comment? I don't know. Uh, okay. But the thing I would like, like, if you guys ever move into like a building, like I don't see myself not, uh, uh, no comment. Yeah. Bye. Exactly. Well, we'll think you're in time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. You guys take care. You yeah. Too. Bless you until next time, buddy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Take care. Bye. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs>